Today's episode of Hail to the Pod is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, it's time for a little pop quiz. Do you think NFL tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before a game? Well, you can find the answer with Game Time. It's the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue, and it can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have already downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last minute tickets. Welcome to Hail to the Pod. I'm Aaron Hawksworth with D'Angelo Hall, week six. And D. Hall, no surprise here. Jay Gruden fired after six seasons. You played for Gruden. Uh, what's your immediate thoughts on this? I mean, bittersweet. Bittersweet. I think we all saw it coming. Um, but, you know, to actually see it smack you in the face is a little bit, uh, you know, of a wake up call. And so, um, but I think changes needed to be made. You know, I feel like, you know, by not developing Dwayne Haskins, the, the the writing was on the wall. You know, this football team has been underperforming. Um, I think Greg Minuski as well as Jay Green should have probably been, you know, relieved of their duties. And so um, Jay's not totally to blame. Um, you know, anytime you put together a coaching staff, you know, those coaches have to want to grind and work as hard as you and be great just like you and, um, you know, for some reason, like you heard Bruce Allen say, you know, this coaching staff just ha- haven't been on the same uh, page. Yeah, and we were talking about a disconnect from the front office and the coaching staff. And now Bill Callahan will be the interim head coach. He also spoke today after Bruce Allen. And it was interesting. We don't hear from Bruce a ton at the podium. Um, but, you know, I, I noticed that he didn't really give Jay any credit for anything that he had done over the last six seasons. And I don't know, I thought he did some positive. And and as we take a look at, you know, his last six years here, I mean, the Alex Smith thing wasn't his fault. He came here and, you know, made Kirk Cousins the quarterback. And, you know, we all saw how that went. I mean, the fact that Kirk wasn't Mm -hmm. able to get a deal done and he clearly wanted to leave. I don't think that was really Jay's fault either. And then they draft a quarterback that we're hearing that Jay didn't really want. So, I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall. Um, And I guess it's just time to move forward. But how confident are you that things are going to kind of turn around now? Look, now, I I, I know Coach Callahan um, from a distance. You know, with that being said, I don't know him that well. I'm not I wasn't in his room like a guy like Trent Williams. Um, So he he could probably, you know, speak for Coach Callahan. But just watching Coach Callahan and what he demands of his players, uh, he's a different type of coach. And so the players in the locker room are going to have to conform to a different style of coaching. Um, Coach Callahan is a little bit old school, in my opinion. He comes off that uh, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells. Um, mentality where he's probably going to scream and yell a little more than he's going to smile and let you uh, pinch him on the nipples. Um, as I saw in a, in a video 
uh, that Jay and D-Jack were just joking around. Uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite <laughs> moments. <laughs> yeah, and so Coach Callahan is going to bring a different attitude. And you know what's crazy, Aaron, that I never heard anyone mention, and you'll hear it first now here at The Athletic, is that Coach Callahan and Jay Gruden really didn't get along to the point that Jay went in there and said, it's either me or Coach Callahan last year. And oh wow! to everyone's avail, both guys were still – um, there and so it's just funny now that Jay's fire and Callahan kind of is the interim coach. You don't take your coordinators, um, who, like I said, you know, you have one coordinator who's a really young guy who's a first year coordinator in O'Connell, and then you have a defensive coordinator who was possibly fired, has zero head coaching experience. And so, who do you get the highest paid position coach in the league, Bill Callahan, who was a head coach, um, who everyone in this league respects, and so. Don't be surprised. You're here to hear first, too, if Bill Callahan actually retains this job um, as the head coach. Don't be surprised. It's interesting you brought that up because the styles do seem different, and Callahan has already made his intentions very clear. He wants to establish the run game, and we saw how Jay Gruden you know, made Adrian Peterson inactive, and I can – only imagine that Adrian Peterson is going to love Callahan. Uh, by the way, he was talking about his plans. Now, the only problem with, you know, establishing a run game is when you're behind 20, 30 points, it's a little bit difficult to really get that going. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard part about it. You know, when you when you aren't able to move the football offensively or even stop anyone on defense, um, it makes it hard. You know, you're stuck behind the eight ball. You know, a lot of people aren't patient enough to keep running the football for two yards, four yards, you know, and 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 not get first downs or get holding penalties. And then before you know it, you're behind the yardage marker and it's just third and long all the time. And so it's going to be a fine line um, between running the football consistently if you don't have success and just running it for the heck of it. And so I'm going to be interested to see how Coach Callahan um, how his attitude rubs off on this football team. But I can already tell you this football team is going to be probably a little more disciplined. Uh, and and I don't know how. I think uh, that's going to be a good thing for this team. I mean, I mean that's going to be a you... good thing for this team. But there's a lot of guys who've been doing it their way for a while. And when you see Coach Callahan work his offensive alignment, it's kind of like, ooh, buddy, I don't know if I can do that. Like, that's a lot. And so if he demands <laughs> the same of this team, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be shocking, I'm sure, especially for the guys who've been playing for Jay for a while. I don't know if this is true. I swear I saw a report that like guys were able to like check their cell phones during practices with Jay Gruden. I've is never, that true? I have never heard that in my life. No time had I ever been there had I seen anyone <laughs> pull a cell phone out besides a trainer who was checking on somebody else or, you know, no coaches that I see with cell phones, no players right. that I see with cell phones. Um, I, I don't know where the hell that story came from. Yeah, and, and I mean, along with the video that we saw come out about Jay Gruden, it's just sad, like, to kick a man while he's down. I mean, it, it just, to me, it's a lie. I don't know where those reports came from, but I don't think this, the issues with the Redskins, to me, it's not all Jay Gruden's fault. No, no, it's not all Jay Gruden's fault. Not at all. Um but, you know, when you're asked to coach a football team, you take on that responsibility. And, you know, everyone's all, you know, everyone's obviously calling for Bruce's head as well. And, you know, at some point, 
the writing to be on the wall for, for, for him. This is a results-based business, and Bruce understands that. Dan understands that. Jay understood that. That's why, you know, it was no hard feelings. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity, and you move on to the next chapter. And so, you know, I think it is a time of reckoning with this organization that something has to be done. You know, we either have to win football games and get the right coaching here or some more changes need to happen. And, I mean, that's just the way this business works. Yeah, Bruce Allen, 59-92-1 and one since he's been here with the Redskins. Um, I think that's about 38%. Not, not a good look. That is not what you want to see. Um, and we've talked about it before. Should they try to get a new GM in here? You would think besides the firing of Jay Gruden, um, we do know Kevin O'Connell is going to be the new play caller. Um, but the, you would think some more adjustments need to be made. It's probably hard to do midseason. Uh, but I just think there's so many more issues than just Jay Gruden right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw this defense come in here and, you know, they battled a little bit. This whole team battled a little bit. You know, I gave them no chance. And to see them up 7-0, um, you know, you saw this team battle. Uh, but it's about doing it consistently, doing it every single yeah. play. And closing you, out games. Yeah, closing they can't out games. do it in the and, second half. And so to me, that's a whole attitude. And that attitude is – obviously reflected of your head coach and so it, it you know it starts with jay Gruden. obviously like you said Aaron, is it's definitely not all jay's fault but it definitely starts with him and then it'll matriculate it'll it, 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 uh trickle itself down um you know to the captains and to the players and so you know i've always kind of questioned the leadership um you know in the locker room because you know, when you don't have a guy like Trent Williams who has done so much in this league, and I know we always go back to Trent, but he is really a guy that everyone in that locker room respects from the quarterback to the kicker. I mean, everyone respects Trent for what he's done on the field and, and how hard he works. That's what people don't see. People don't see how hard Trent goes. And like I said, Coach Callahan isn't a coach who has cream puff practices. His practices are the hardest for his players. And to see a guy like Wait, Trent, so are you saying Jay's practices were cream puffs? No, I'm saying when you watch Coach Callahan work out his position group, he kills them. And for us, for any guy in that locker room to see Trey out there eating it up and everybody else dying, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. man, this dude is a beast. And so that's the respect factor. It's not only talking the talk, it's walking the walk. And Trent goes out there and walks the walk. So I, I, I question, like I said, for me, I understand you don't want to pay a guy because you don't want to send the wrong message, but I'm paying the best player on my football team because I want guys to know, yeah, strive to be the best player on this football team and you will be treated differently. So uh, Callahan has not announced who the quarterback will be, but I don't get the sense that he's going to start Haskins. He's going to take a look at how healthy Keenum is and probably go with McCoy if he's not, if Keenum's not ready to go. Um what are your thoughts on that? Because I know last week you really talked about thinking that Haskins should be the starter and they should just kind of move forward with him. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. What is this team fighting for? You know, they're not fighting to try to win a division. They're not fighting to, to try to make a wild card. I think you absolutely go in there with Dwayne Haskins and you let this football team know, hey, we rally behind this young guy. He's he's the face of this franchise, not the face of the franchise, but he's the future of this of, of, of this franchise at the position. I think Coach Callahan, Coach O'Connell is a great coach to just nurture a young quarterback, himself being a young guy in this league, um, you know, having played the position in this league and in college and having some success. You know, those are the kind of coaches that 
that can rub off on his players. You see a guy like Byron Leftwich, what he's able to do with a guy like Jameis Winston right now down in Tampa. And they're rolling, man. Kevin O'Connell, I mean, when you're a coach, you got to go out there and coach. Show everyone you can coach. And so I'm of the belief that Dwayne Haskins should go out there and this team should rally behind him. Because like Coach Callahan said, we're going to run the football. So it don't, you know, Colt McCoy didn't look great. It wasn't like he was out there. You know, Colt McCoy almost looked to me as though he was he looked like Dwayne Haskins. He might understand this offense a little more than Dwayne Haskins, but I don't think he's a better quarterback right now than Dwayne Haskins. And so I'm of the belief you put the young kid in and you just grow. Mm. You run the football, you let him take his shots, you teach him how to play the quarterback position. Um, you got O'Connell in his ear, and hopefully if he's as good as everyone says, if he's the next Sean McVay, we will see. Yeah, I guess it would be kind of telling, though, if Bill Callahan decides not to use Haskins. Wouldn't that say quite a bit if Gruden didn't want to and then Callahan didn't want to, that really he's not very far along? Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think that conversation was already uh, discussed um, prior to them giving Callahan that 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 job. I think they kind of made that decision that they would go with Haskins. Now, I could be totally wrong. It could be Case Keenum, like you said, Aaron, um, or it could be Colt McCoy. But I just think uh, with ownership, knowing uh, that they want Dwayne Haskins to be the guy. And from what we've seen as outsiders, the pressure to play Dwayne Haskins. Um, or what it appears to be the pressure to play Dwayne Haskins. I just think you don't hire Coach Callahan right now if he doesn't think Dwayne Haskins is his guy uh, moving forward. And so I'm, I'm interested to see who they name. Um, you know, doesn't come at a better time than the Miami Dolphins. They might be the only team that's statistically a little worse than us. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is a game that we should win. Should being the key word. So Callahan um, in his press conference today at three o'clock said that they need to develop a package of plays for Dwayne Haskins that he's comfortable with, that he knows are his before he's ready to start and get his confidence up. I thought that was a little bit of an interesting comment. What do you make of that? I mean, I think that's what you do when you make a game plan. You create a package of plays. You don't you don't you don't go into every week with every single play you have in your playbook up. That just it it, it doesn't work like that. Um, you can call a play that's not in your package, but it's it's coming out of a timeout. It's because we've discussed it a little bit. It's because I've kind of gave you guys a warning. But everyone has a package of plays and that's what they do. And so, yeah, if you can shrink that package going into the, the, the week, that's always what I thought. Get with Dwayne Haskins and see what he likes to do. I think the staff should have went to Ohio State and figured out, hey, what does Dwayne Haskins like to do? What is he successful at? And kind of get with that staff and merge the two. That's what I always think. I think you should conform to your player, not have your player try to conform to your scheme. And so there's a lot of things they should have done. But at this point, yeah, yeah, Coach Callahan is absolutely right. But I would, I would like to think this kid has, you know, a, a pretty good understanding, not a great understanding, but a pretty good understanding of this playbook to be able to narrow down a package that they can bring into a week's game plan um, and use that. And build around his strengths. And, and the thing is to not give this kid a chance. How are you really going to know what you have in him if you don't groom him, if you don't build his confidence up, if you don't build a package of plays around him so that he can succeed? And if you start playing Q 
Keenum and McCoy the rest of the season. I mean, how are you really going to know if Dwayne is the future? Because what if he's not? Not all NFL players pan out. And how does the next coach know what does he have? Like, right. nobody's taking the right. job not knowing what the quarterback who, who you want me to play can do. It's kind of the situation you ran into with with with, with Robert Griffin III and Kirk, and you know, and Kirk Cousins, and them kind of trying to figure out who's the guy, who's the guy. Every every coach who comes in here is going to want to know if Dwayne Haskins can, can play or not, and I don't think they're going to take anybody's word for it. They're going to want to see some tape. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of the fact that we don't hear from Dan Snyder, uh, a reporter asked during the press conference uh, when Bruce Allen was talking, he asked if we would hear from Dan Snyder. Why do you think we don't hear from him much? Well, do you hear from any owner? Besides Jerry Jones, uh, Jerry he Jones. The G- he's the GM too, though, right? But Jerry Jones, when, when, when you hold that title, um, you know, you never really relinquish it when you're the owner. And so, you know, Jerry's a little bit different. But you don't hear – I mean, people people can't even tell you the name of half these owners in the, in, you know, in the NFL. And so I don't think it's a big deal you don't hear from Dan Schneider. I think it's a good thing because when, you know, when you hear from him in the media – Everyone beat him down, tore him up. And, you know, and so now he plays the background and he still gets beat down and tore up. And so, you know, this team needs to win. This team needs to win. And trust me when I tell you, nobody wants this team to win more than Dan Snyder. He puts everything he has into this team because, you know, this was his team growing up. And so, you know, I've talked to him about, you know, trying to restore the Redskins back to their glory. And, you know, he lights up when he, you know, when you talk about it and, you know, he he, he might have did it the wrong way uh, originally trying to throw money at the problem. Um, but, you know, he's definitely been been a lot more hands off and just kind of, you know, letting the process, you know, play itself out. So you take a look at this Redskins team. They face another winless team in the Dolphins this week. The one thing I like about what the Dolphins are doing is their owner did come forward and say basically that they are in rebuilding mode, that what they've been doing in the past isn't working. And I think what the Redskins have been doing is just putting a Band-Aid on a problem, putting another Band-Aid on another problem, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And while I do think the Redskins should and will beat the Dolphins this week. I think the organization in Miami as a whole is handling things better, and they're going to be in rebuilding mode sooner and turning this thing around quicker. And I think that Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder should take a page out of the Miami Dolphins playbook and and sort of mirror what they've been doing. Why didn't you trade Trent when you could have got something for him? Um, Because if Trent comes back and... This season, um, to get to get that season of eligibility, I don't know how much you get for him in exchange. I mean, I think the Redskins would be shooting themselves in the foot. And then again, they Bruce Allen's also put his foot down and said, listen, I'm not trading him. Um, I read today that Bruce Allen from Craig Hoffman tweeted that Allen told Trent a few weeks ago that he will not trade him this season and that they could revisit it in January. So I, I feel like they're going to botch the Trent situation when maybe they could have got something for him earlier had they done something and maybe not been so stubborn about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this football team's a little bit better, uh, just the roster than Miami was. Um, but you're absolutely right. And, you know, just to try to put a Band-Aid on a problem, to me, is never the solution. You got to go in there and fix the problem and put the right kind of guys in that locker room. Um, and, it, you know, it goes back to, like I said, a guy like Trent Williams, who's done so much for this organization, 
you know, I understand it's not the perfect time to pay him. I understand you got a difference of 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 of, 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 a, of a lot of opinions. Um, but I think this season would absolutely have been different if Trent Williams was out there starting at left tackle from game one. Um, I just think the mindset was different. And that's the thing, you know, this is a game of inches, and it's very easily just a little bit of mentality, you know, a little shift in your mentality um can go a long way. And so, you know, this team is not as bad as it seems. I think the Dolphins are as bad as it seems because it all starts at the quarterback position. And even when Case Keenum was in there, like I said, and like I always say, he wasn't playing bad until he threw the five, you know, until he had the five turnovers um, against the Bears. It just so happened that it happened on a primetime game that the world saw. And so it was like, oh, my goodness, is that why they're losing games? And that wasn't it at all. It was the defense. It was the defense who you questioned the coordinator when, as a leader, as Jay Gruden was, you find the coach you want. You don't settle for anything um, when it comes to who you want on your staff. And so, I, you know, I think settling for Greg Maneski instead of putting his foot down, I don't know. I don't even know if it was Jay's decision or not. I don't know. But I think that to me was the shift in, 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 in this defense's mentality. Um, coming out, coming out this season, um, and to me, that's why we're sitting here at zero and five. It's not the offense. It's not Jay Gruden. It might be Jay Gruden's decision making when it comes to the coordinator, but it's absolutely um, this defense, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think Jay Gruden's going to go somewhere else and find success. It just wasn't working here anymore. Kind of like the Kirk Cousins situation. Uh, not that Kirk has been super successful in Minnesota as of lately, but yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? No. Like he the two sides, it's just not working anymore uh, for Jay in Washington. Time to turn the page. But Bruce Allen really defended the Redskins culture and said, quote, it's actually damn good. Um, with all the drama that's come out of Redskins Park over the last few years, would you agree with that? I mean, I think it's okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's damn good. I think it can be a lot better. Um, and it's minor things and I'm not going to sit here and jump into all the minor things because I you know, I need to sit down and really, really delve into it. But, you know, it, it, it's, you know, having been other places it's it's, they're not far off. It's just a couple little tweaks here and there, um, you know, that I think would, 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 would make a world of a difference. Um, it's communication, you know, coaching, isn't so much about all the X's and O's, you know, it's, it, it's about how to, how, how can I get this guy to be better than he normally would be? How can I get this guy to care more about the collective group than he does himself in a league and in an industry and a job that demands you to be the best because you get paid. I was a guy who cared nothing but about himself, period. Pro Bowls. I want to make Pro Bowls. I want to be the best corner. I want to make a lot of money. And it was a shift in my thinking, um, you know, midway through my career. And it saved my life. I mean, mm. it, it absolutely saved my life. It gives me, I think, the ability to talk to so many different types of athletes uh, because I've been all of those. I've been the dude i've not been the dude i've been the old bum i've been the you know the dude who 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 has to work and grind i've been the smartest guy in the room i've been the most athletic dumbest guy in the room um i've been in so many of those guys situations i think that's why 
so you many can guys relate in to so many different relate yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a first ballot Hall of Famer who was blessed to be, you know, just this great player all his career. I wish I could take that 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 claim, but I that just wasn't me. And so, you know, I gotta work. I gotta work hard. I gotta grind. I've always had to. And so that mentality has never changed, even though I did have some fame and make a lot of money and do all those other things. I still work just as hard as the next guy because that's just the way I was built. And so we need more guys like that. And I'm not saying more guys like me, but more guys like the London Fletchers who who really taught me how to be a pro. We need more guys like that to rub off on on on, on some of these younger guys because yeah. you got to know how to relate to him or them. As we wait for Coach Callahan to announce who the starting quarterback will be against the Dolphins this week, for me – as much as I think that Keenum or Colt will give this team a better chance to win right now, I think with 11 games left, it would be in the Redskins' best interest to see what you have in Dwayne Haskins, to to give it your all to develop this guy, to see what he can bring to this team, to make sure that he is the future of this franchise because you don't want to wait and then you have a you mess up the offseason, right? I mean, if you've got to get another guy in here or draft someone, that's that's another thing that you've got to address. But you need to know one way or the other which direction you're going with Haskins. And right now they don't know. And we keep hearing conflicting things about how maybe he's not ready and it, well, when will he be ready? You know, I mean, there's other yeah. rookie quarterbacks who are ready right now. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, when you see this kid throw the football and you see what he was able to do at Ohio State, um, you know, it's kind of like what them saying Lamar Jackson couldn't throw the football last year. And right. they ran this gimmicky style offense. And I was always of the belief like, man, you know, there's no way this kid can throw the football as well as he did in college. And now all of a sudden he can't throw the football like that. That, that makes no sense to me. And so I, I don't believe Dwayne Haskins isn't ready. I just think this coaching staff hasn't spent enough time to get Dwayne Haskins ready. Because you're absolutely right, Aaron. You watch other rookie quarterbacks and they're playing. They're having success. Mm-hmm. You're watching rookie quarterbacks who were the backups playing and having success. So why can't we name this kid the starter? Find a package. Put a set of plays in that he's comfortable with. Spend the time to get him where he needs to be mentally, uh, verbiage-wise. And put him out there and let's rock. We drafted yeah. him as a first-round draft pick. My wife asked me a question. Um, do do do, do first-round draft picks normally play at, at when they're drafted? And I'm like, yeah, yes. I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on. I understand <laughs> quarterback, and some people want to wait. But I was like, look at the Giants, what they did. They drafted a quarterback sixth. And this is me explaining it to her. They drafted a quarterback sixth overall. He was going to wait because he had the great Eli Manning in front of him, a guy who had won some Super Bowls, a guy who had built up some – some 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 equity in, in in that in that franchise's emotional bank account. We don't have anybody like that. So why in the hell are we waiting to put this kid out there instead of saying, "Hey, bro, this is your team. Let's go. Let's rock." And I mean, look at Gardner Minshew. He was drafted in the exactly. sixth round. Uh, exactly. I mean, and trying to coach him up. That is the bottom line. Aaron, mm-hmm. you can give me some DBs if they can run, and they. If they can run and they can talk and they can move their hands and they got able bodies, I, I can get them in position to make some plays. I can see what they do well and I can put them in position to to, to succeed. Now, if mm-hmm. my coordinator don't want to run the same scheme that I think my DBs can succeed at, 
then that's the difference of opinion. And we're not going to be very good if you're telling me to make the man corners when there's zone corners or trap corners or, mm-hmm. or cover two corners. And so that's the bottom line. Can we figure out what he does well? Can we put him in position to do that? And if this organization can do that, um, that's the way you go. I ultimately think that's the way you go. I don't think you go back to Case. I don't think you go back to Colt. Um, you know, like I stated earlier, Colt didn't look like, a, a, you know, all world beater. And I understand it was the New England Patriots. I, I really do understand that. But I mean, it was some throws and some wide open looks and some things where it just looked he looked rusty to me. And so if if if, if we have to let him play himself into into form, like to me and 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 and, and, and case isn't the answer, you think. Then why not go to Dwayne Haskins? I mean, it's it's, it's very simple, and and they're making it hard. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, Ed Werder had reported that Dan Snyder had a wish list for his next head coach, and that list included Mike Tomlin, Todd Bowles, and the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. So who would you Eric like? Bien-Aimé. Yes. Bien-Aimé yes. Is, is very good. When you talk about putting a, a, a young quarterback with a guy who, 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 who can spend the time with him and get him, I know he can develop quarterbacks. I mm. know he can, he can call plays um, because you've seen it in Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is a little bit different. He has extremely rare arm talent and is extremely mobile. Um, you saw when he wasn't able to run, um, how that handcuffed that offense. It's his, you know, it's his ad libs that kind of make him and Russell Wilson so dynamic. Um, but the enemy, he he's a great guy. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I don't know if that's you know really an option. Um, uh, but you know, I love Mike T. I've known Mike T for years. Uh, you know, Todd Bowles. Uh, you know, you know, I'm of the belief, give it to a guy who 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 hasn't had an opportunity. I don't know if a defensive style head coach like, you know, like Todd Bowles is the right fit for this organization. Uh, but I like Todd Bowles. I really do. But if it if it was between Todd Bowles and um, and, and, and uh, the enemy, I'm going with him. Hands down. The enemy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that makes sense, especially when you're talking about developing a young quarterback. And being Dwayne Haskins. You don't want to go with a defensive minded coach, perhaps in that situation. Yeah. Um, and being and, and just being so creative offensively you saw what you know what Matt Nagy's been able to do um you know and Andy Reid's been able to do and so you know he's right under that Andy Reid tree and so you just know this offense would be very creative with him out there without a Mm -hmm. doubt as the head coach all right well we will be waiting eagerly to figure out and find out who the quarterback will be Sunday in Miami hopefully Hopefully, we will finally be talking about a Redskins victory. We want to thank all of our awesome subscribers and listeners. If you just listen and you don't subscribe, please hit subscribe right now. Leave us five stars, a positive review. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. We know it's been a rough five weeks so far, but I think things are going to turn around a little bit. They can't. They can't keep being this bad, right, Dion? No, heck no, they can't. They better not. (laughs) They better not be. (laughs) All right, so we have our second episode this week coming out later, usually around Thursday. So we look forward to that premium content on The Athletic. Again, thank you so much to all of our listeners. Paul and Hawk, out.